Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I am Ray Ann Mullins, your host. And as always, I say this every time, but I mean it. I am so happy that you're here. Well, I got to tell you today, um, we are going deep. Okay, we're going to touch on a very deep topic that has been piquing my interest for a while. In fact, I've been dipping my toe into this type of work for some time, but I always find myself kind of shrinking back away from it, you know, because it gets uncomfortable. So recently I decided that I was going to get back to this work and instead of shying away from it when it gets uncomfortable, I'm going to really lean into that uncomfortable, that that crappy feeling, and actually see what I discover. I am talking about inner child healing or inner child work. Now, before I tell you about this inner child work and the four core wounds associated with it, I want to tell you why I even started thinking about it and researching it. First, though, I want to say that I recognize that I'm a very fortunate person. I have a great life. I have a great husband, great kids, a great family, a great house. I love my car. I love the work that I do. I love the people that I work with. Um, I'm so fortunate to be healthy and so on. Okay. And on the surface, I really have nothing to complain about. I know this and I recognize this. I am so grateful for all that I have and all that I do and all the people around me. And I think that it's just important to point out because you too probably have an overall great life. I mean, if you are here listening to this podcast, you are a fortunate person because you have the time and the resources to listen in, right? Like this is excess time. This is like time for you to work on you. That means that you're a fortunate person. So to me, that's a sign of a positive life. But there's always a but, isn't there? But I personally have been struggling inside with some feelings of, you know, not good enough or, you know, needing to stay busy to feel important and to prove myself. And I have some patterns in my life that keep playing over and over. And honestly, instead of just ignoring them, I'm ready to uncover them and try to heal or fix whatever the root cause may be. Now, if you are someone who tends to feel stuck or feel like you're, you know, capable of doing more, but you always seem to keep starting over, or if you're someone who self-sabotages often or have trouble trusting people or have trouble feeling safe, then this episode is for you. I'd be willing to bet that you too have some inner child wounds that need to be cleared or resolved. We all do, whether we know it and recognize it 
we all have something. So I have mentioned uh, before here, or if you've worked with me, that both my mom and dad have passed away. My dad died in 2009 and my mom died in 2020. When my dad passed, I was in a very busy time of my life with little kids. So I'm not even sure that I took the time to grieve or to really process his death appropriately. So when my mom died, I was in a different place in life. Um, I was, yeah, still busy with teenagers and my work, but I had a little bit more time um, to sit with my feelings. And honestly, I think I'm just a more mature person now. And I was able to face my feelings a little bit better, but just a little bit better. (laughs) And that's when I started to realize that I have a bunch of old stories and beliefs and patterns that all stem from my childhood and my relationship with my parents, specifically uh, my brother my brother, I meant my mother. (laughs) Wow. Was that like some kind of slip there? Apparently I have issues or, um, some patterns maybe with my brothers too. So anyway, I decided to start seeking some help. I wanted to find a way to continue living my great life that I do have, but one where I can also feel completely at peace. I believe that we all deserve peace. And I also believe that we can find it. I also believe everything we need is right here, like right here. You can't see me tapping my chest, but right here inside of us, inside of our soul. But only we can find it when we're really ready to receive it and to do the work to find it. So that's when I found inner child work. I have heard about it for years, but didn't even realize that it's like a whole thing. You know, my first experience with it was when I was with one of my business coaches. I joined this like group coaching program. And by the way, from that, I have lots of really good friends and people that I I really adore that live all over the country that I would have not met otherwise. So I'm so, so grateful I've done it. But anyway, we were all in Florida. And what happened is my coach at the time, she would rent these houses like Airbnbs and we would all stay together and um, we would all sit around like the the dining room table and take turns going over our businesses. And, you know, our coach was trying to help all of us create or develop our wellness businesses. So anyway, it was really fun. There was always a lot of wine (laughs) and whining, but anyway, it was really fun to listen to everyone talk about their programs and their desires and like what they, where they wanted to go with their businesses. So this one particular day, it was my turn. You know, it was my turn for everybody to listen to what I was doing and what I wanted to accomplish. So I started talking about how I felt like I have, you know, too many ideas and I always get started and then I end up sabotaging myself because, you know, I work really hard on something and then I end up just throwing it out because I feel like it wasn't good enough. And I mentioned those words multiple times like, oh, it's not good enough or I don't know enough or I don't know enough people or nobody wants me to do that or my current clients don't like that. Like I was, I just kept like bringing up not good enough and I can't do this because, and I like had all these, you know, I was real choppy in what I was trying to explain, like I'm doing right now. Anyway, I also mentioned, you know, a bunch of other things that I won't bore you with right now, but my coach, Mary Alice just was staring at me and, and she said, okay, Rand, just stop talking for a minute. Just stop. 
and I was like a little stunned because I was kind of embarrassed because I was like, wow, I must have really been spewing a lot for her to be like, shut up. (laughs) Anyway, she said, I want you to just stop and think. I just want you to think about like when you were a little girl and I want you to stop and picture yourself as a little Rayanne and ask her what she wanted for her life. What, What does she need? Like, what does she need to be happy and fulfilled? And what does she need to get what she wants in her life? And I kind of giggled at first um, because, you know, I'm like, what? And then I realized that she was very serious. She wasn't kidding. So I was like, okay, I'm here to get help. I need to like follow this. So I stopped talking and I took a minute just to picture little Rayanne. And the image that I had was like it popped up immediately. And I've had this this, um, image and memory, I guess, not image, it's an actual memory. I've had it many times. And that memory was of a time that I was home alone in my bedroom. It was late at night and I was just scared to death. I remember laying in my bed, terrified, listening to every creak and noise and sound in the house. And I remember this night like it was yesterday. I was home alone. I think I was, well, I'm pretty sure I was nine and it was very, very late at night. And my mom was out. I don't know where, but And my brothers were all gone too. And I remember that night really well because I remember my brothers all fighting. I had three older, I have three older brothers and they were teenagers at the time. And they were all arguing, arguing with each other about who had to stay home to babysit me. They were all mad, of course, because of course they're all teenagers. They have plans. They have things they want to do. And the last thing they wanted to do was stay home and babysit. Now, I don't know, again, where my mom was. Maybe she was working because at the time she did have multiple jobs. She was working really hard, um, you know, to feed us and to pay for the house and the bills and all that good stuff. But wherever she was, she was gone for the night. And I remember one of my brothers coming in my room and he said, you know what? You just need to go to bed. We have things to do. You just need to stay in your room. You're fine. Do not leave your room. Stay in bed. And someone will be home in a little bit. And if you really, really need something, you can call Aunt Kathy. And so I just said, okay, because anything anyone told me, I was like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, 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 yes. Little Ann, like, you know, like always agreeing, whatever. And I remember I was so scared. And I also remember that I had um, a Smurfette uh, bed cover on my bed. (laughs) And I was hiding under Smurfette. Anyway, I remember I was really scared and I was super lonely and also really sad. So when my coach asked me to picture myself and ask her, young Rianne, what she needed and wanted, I remembered this moment. I remembered that exact time in my life. And I know that this little version of myself just wanted security and love and attention. Well, you know, thinking about this... I instantly started crying, right, in front of everybody, which was kind of embarrassing. But at the same time, it was such a good moment for me because I had this like huge eye opener. You know, all I really want in my life and in my business and my relationships is security and support and love and community. Okay. But for some reason, I tend to push it away. Because now, after all this work, I'm realizing I don't feel worthy of it for whatever reason. And it all stems back from moments like this in my bedroom by myself at night when I was a child. Okay. And 
So anyway, since then, I've been working on this healing and I started reading and researching all about it and listening to podcasts and finding all the information I can about it. So today I'm only going to touch on the topic because there really is too much to share to cover in one episode. But I want to tell you, you know, what is the inner child? What is inner child work? how it can look, and the four core wounds that are associated with your inner child. I will also leave you with an action task so that you can start working on your own healing process. So what is your inner child? Or I guess a better question is, who is your inner child? Your inner child is the part of you that remains a little kid, okay? Unmet needs, Uh, fears and dreams that were not resolved still stay tucked way down deep inside of you and unconsciously affect your choices and actions now as an adult. I mean, it makes sense, right? We have over, you know, 60,000 thoughts a day and a huge amount of them, somewhere between 80 to 90% of those thoughts are totally unconscious. We can't help it. They come to us because of our experiences and what we've learned and we've seen throughout our life. So just like our hearts beat unconsciously and we breathe unconsciously, we also think unconsciously. And those unconscious thoughts and beliefs create our patterns and how we live our life now as adults. And many of those thoughts were tattooed in our brains when we were little kids. Okay. Now, what is inner child work? Okay, inner child work is rediscovering who you were and what happened in your childhood that is causing you pain and fear now. We all had something happen in our lives as children. We all had some type of trauma that created fears and issues in our lives. But I think it's important to point out that trauma The word trauma is kind of misused sometimes or misunderstood, rather. It doesn't have to be something major, okay? It doesn't have to be a horrific trauma that people face. It could be, though, but it doesn't have to be like, you know, physical abuse or sexual abuse or going to war or having parents die or being in a huge accident and other bad traumas that we think of, okay? But there are also smaller, less intense traumas that are still there and still leave a mark in your life. A small example would be, um, you know, maybe like crying for your parent at night and they don't come, okay? This is trauma to a small child. Or your parent not picking you up from school, you know, or maybe like a school event or they're late and you're left there alone, Okay, or being afraid of the dark and your parent making you go to bed with no lights on. These seem small now as adults, but as a small child, these are traumas and can create beliefs and fears that stick for a lifetime. So these little things, remember as a child, are different because as a child, we we can't always explain or understand because we just don't know yet. Okay. So many of our fears and issues, for the lack of a better word, come from our parents. Okay, now I'm not saying all parents are bad. Okay, some parents are bad. Okay, maybe some were or are abusive, but mostly parents aren't purposefully bad or abusive or trying to cause trauma. 
Okay. And I think part of the reason I kept shying away from doing this work on myself is because I don't like to blame my parents. I feel bad because I love them and I don't want them, you know, to be considered bad people or, or, cause I know they didn't really mean it, you know? Many of the inner child traumas that we face were completely like oblivious to our parents. And here's an example. Um, do you guys remember if you're listening to this, if you're a parent, maybe you tried this or, or at least remember it, but the cry it out method. Okay. This is like when you put your kids to bed and you, your baby or, or toddler or whatever, you put them to bed screaming their head off and you just let them cry it out. You let them cry until they exhaust themselves and fall asleep. Well, I mean, that was a parenting trick for a long time. And I honestly, maybe it still is. I'm not sure because I don't have little kids anymore. But that act of leaving a baby in a crib or a small child in a bed screaming and scared, let them believe that you are not there for them. And this is neglect or abandonment. Okay. And I know the word neglect and abandonment seems so harsh, especially when you're doing it for their own good. You know, we've all said that, well, I'm doing it for their own good. Well, is it? I don't, I don't know that it is. So if you did this method with your kids, by the way, I'm not saying you're a bad person or an abuser or you neglected your children. I'm pointing out that we do things as parents thinking that it's the right thing to do when maybe it's just not. So as I have gone through my personal inner child work, I am discovering many instances where I think my mom caused fear or caused really poor self-esteem and caused a lot of things. But as an adult, I can see why she did it. I can see that it wasn't a cruel thing and I can see that she had no other choice or maybe she didn't think there was other choices. But as a small child, I did not see this. I did not know that. And I've found that some areas of my life, I can actually trace back to specific events. For example, like the night I was telling you about when I was left alone. I know it really wasn't anyone's fault, but my nine-year-old self didn't know that. She felt unloved, unworthy of love, and alone, which caused serious trust and abandonment issues. And, you know, I do think that night is a major, major moment in my life that caused some of this because it replays in my head often. I, I could come back to it over and over. So clearly that moment that I keep coming back to played a significant role in my life. So like I was saying though earlier, not all parents are bad. It's not to throw guilt or shame onto them. This work is instead meant to help heal ourselves. It's meant to help break unhealthy patterns in our adult lives. We are ultimately in control and in charge of our own life, right? We are able to break free from these inner child wounds, but we have to know that they exist and we have to be open to learning more about them. Okay, so I want to just quickly go over the four core wounds. Okay, there are more wounds than this, but these are the four kind of major ones that play in our inner child. And they are guilt, abandonment, neglect, and trust. Okay, so with guilt, um, guilt is like you always feel bad about things. Okay, you you have trouble asking for what you want. You have trouble stating what your needs are. In fact, you may not even know what your needs are. Okay, 
um, parents may have tried to discipline you by using guilt. Okay. They put guilt on you. Like an example is I worked so hard for you and you don't even care. Or I worked so hard to clean this house and you made a mess and you make me work hard. Or, you know, like I, you know, work hard to buy all this food and you waste it. Things like that. Does any of that ring, (laughs) ring a bell? Um, and so this may lead you to taking on too much responsibility and work as an adult. It also may make you feel bad when people help you or do nice things for you, okay? Um, Or you also may not like to outshine people or you don't necessarily want attention for doing something good. You don't want to do better than others. It makes you feel guilty. You may also be attracted to people and jobs and situations that make you feel guilty because that's what you are used to. And you may also use guilt on others just like you learned. So guilt, okay? The next one is abandonment, okay? Abandonment makes you um, feel left out, makes you feel like an outsider. Maybe you fear being alone or abandoned. Um, No matter how long you've been involved in maybe a group or a relationship, you may always feel like the odd one out or the outsider, or you're always waiting for it to, to end because you just don't really expect anyone to stay, you know, and, and this might just be, it might be happening really, or it could just be your perception. Um, you may even threaten to leave just to protect yourself. Okay. Like somebody who has an abandonment issue may, um, be scared in a relationship, you know, maybe they're scared that the other person's going to leave them. So they may leave first so that they can protect themselves. Okay. And this was a huge issue for me. I was always, always like threatening or like, you know, ready to leave my relationship with my husband who thankfully I haven't cause he's awesome. But early on in the days I was just waiting. I was just waiting for him to like figure me out and leave, you know? And so I would do stupid things to kind of prove it, which is just a silly thing. But, um, you may also feel abandoned you know, maybe you felt abandoned in childhood, um, or maybe you worry about not being good enough, you know, for someone to stay. You may be a self-betrayer, okay? You question whether or not you are lovable, okay? So that's abandonment. Now, neglect can be like you didn't feel seen or appreciated as a child, or you weren't given an attention as a child, Um, This can turn into anger and resentment, okay, as an adult. uh, You might have trouble, like, letting things go. Maybe you hold grudges, you know, and you have a hard time letting things go and holding grudges because it reminds you of what happened when you were growing up. Um, You may put up a barrier between yourself and others so you won't get too close, okay? But you also, on the other hand, have a hard time saying no to people. Like, you still want to people please, yet keep them at arm's length. Okay. So you may gravitate toward people who don't appreciate you. Okay. You may have felt ignored or neglected and dismissed as a child. And as a result, you may feel unimportant and sometimes detached from feelings and desires. You may sometimes distance yourself from what you love and not even know why. Okay. That's neglect. And then finally, trust. Trust is the fear um, of like being hurt again, and not trusting people around you to feel safe. 
So children internalize everyone around them, okay? So if somebody as a child lost your trust, maybe they lied to you or didn't show up on time or did, you know, did something to make you feel like you can't trust them, you may, you know, this child or person may not trust people in general. And then when you realize that, you know, you're a person, right? Also, then they think, well, then I'm no longer trustworthy either. Okay. And somebody who has trust issues will usually become very attracted to people who make them feel unsafe and distrusting. And it's really funny how it plays out because people who have trust issues usually do attract other people with trust issues. And then it's very hard to trust each other. Okay. So you also, if you have trust issues, um, may start to look for ways to discredit people around you, even really good people. You might try to figure them out, like try to figure out what's, why are they so good? There has to be something about them. There's some reason you want to not trust them. Okay. So, um, for me, so, so anyway, that was them. There's the guilt. So you may always feel bad about things. You have trouble asking for what you want. Um, feel guilty when people try to do nice things for you and give you compliments. Then there's abandonment where you feel left out or you're scared that you're going to be left. Um, neglect is that you, um, you know, have felt ignored or neglected or dismissed. And now you kind of get that same feeling from everybody. And then trust is the fear of being hurt from people around you and having a hard time trusting, you know, feeling like everybody's going to betray you or leave you. Okay. So for me, I know that abandonment and trust are major issues for me. And I have a few specific memories as a child and teenager too, where I actually, you know, felt abandoned and scared. And I also lost trust with my mom and my dad as a kid, which made it really hard as a young adult, both with my career and with my relationships to trust. So, you know, and, and I don't want to get too deep into some of these. And, you know, I'm always very open and honest in my podcasts and with my clients, but some of this stuff is still new to me and I'm still trying to figure it out, you know, but I think it's important to point out some of my stories, like the one with me being a child at home late at night and scared, because I just want to give you an example so that maybe you can look back into your history and see if there are some instances like that that keep you know, coming up in your mind and your memory. And by the way, once you start doing this, like you start like looking back, you're going to start remembering so much more. And a lot of it, you may not remember right away because you're blocking it. You know, we're blocking things that were not good. And so when you start thinking about it and talking about it and or, and or writing or journaling about it, you're going to start remembering more. And the more you remember, the faster you can get to the bottom of it and the faster and better you will feel. Okay. So that is one way you can start working on inner child work or healing is by just taking time to think back, like have, you know, go to those memories and ask yourself like, what, I mean, why do the, why do I have those memories? Were they good memories or were they bad memories? Because that's another thing. Like sometimes we have these memories in our families that you might remember as good, but when you actually go back to the memory and start studying it as an adult, you start actually seeing what was going on and maybe what was really happening at the time. And oftentimes it actually wasn't a good memory. 
Um, but as a child, you weren't really getting the full picture, you know? So now there are a couple ways that you can start this process. Like one actually was just that, like just start like thinking about your past. But um, and I just want to just very quickly touch on these two different ways or really three ways that you can work on healing the inner child. But I can't really get too deep into it because it's just too much. Like it could be a whole nother episode, but I just want to point these out. So I already said, you know, you can start just thinking about memories and analyzing them a little more. But what you can do is when you have those memories, like for example, the one of me, you know, being in my room that night scared, um, one option is to go into that memory as a parent, as you parenting your inner child. It's like imagine being yourself now as an adult and go in that memory, go to that younger you and comfort and parent the child. Okay. So in my situation, it would be like me going, you know, walking in now as grown up ran into little girl Rian's bedroom and maybe sitting on the bed and patting her back and telling her she's safe and it's okay. Everybody will be home soon. There's nothing to worry about. She's loved. They were just teenage boys. Like to explain the situation, parent, coach, coach your younger self through the situation. Okay. Like actually pretend you're there in the moment and change the memory. Okay. Let your little person know that everything's going to be okay. Cause you know, now as an adult that, you know, I know now looking back, I mean, I was totally fine. Like nobody broke in the house. Nobody kidnapped me. Nobody, all these memories, these, you know, thoughts going through my head. None of it happened. I was safe. My mom came home the next day. I was loved. There was really nothing to fear and, and really everything was okay. So it's like, you can go into the situation and let your younger self know that it's okay and that they're safe. Now, this and another way you could do it is go back to the memory and be again that inner child. Okay. Be yourself again in the moment. And in that moment, you know, again, I'm picturing myself laying in that bed saying to yourself, it's okay. I'm safe. I'm loved. Everything will be all right. Mom will be home soon. My brothers will be home soon. I'm worthy. And I'm okay. Like, I'm totally fine. This is great. I'm safe in this bed. Go to sleep. Like, so actually go into that memory that you're having and either be the parent and parent that child or go back and be that child again and tell yourself you're safe. Like, be your own advocate in the moment. Okay. And actually, it's funny because as I'm talking, I'm remembering a movie that I just watched recently. I don't know if it was on Netflix or Hulu or Apple. I don't remember where, but it was with Ryan Reynolds. And I believe it was called The Atom Project, maybe. It's where Ryan Reynolds is traveling back in time. So he's a time traveler because this is like set like way forward 2050 or I don't know. And Ryan Reynolds travels back in time to stop something from happening. I don't even remember what, but he actually hangs out with his younger self. And it's such a cute movie. But anyway, it was like kind of good timing because I've been working on this. And then this movie came out and it's literally adult Ryan Reynolds talking to little Ryan Reynolds um, in the movie. And it's just, I would recommend it, but it kind of is the same idea. However, um, in that movie, he's not nice to his younger self. And it kind of made me mad. I was like, be nice to yourself. Anyway. Um, now a third way 
is or a third thing you can do to help heal these past, you know, feelings or these inner child wounds is once you learn and figure out why you're feeling the way you are about a situation or a person is to learn to forgive and move forward. Now, I did do a podcast all about forgiveness, so you can go back and listen to that. Um, I am a big believer in forgiving because I believe when you can't forgive, you're giving up your power. But when you forgive, you can get back your power. So maybe you need to forgive your parents. Uh, Maybe you need to forgive a grandparent, a sibling. Forgive. And and I want to say forgive your parents because a lot of this came from parents, whether they meant it or not. We need to forgive them so that we can heal and move forward. Now, like I said, I was just touching on the healing process, okay? It will take a lot of work, and it may be super uncomfortable and sticky and gross, but it will be totally be worth it when you get through it. I can already feel a difference with my confidence and um, even with my relationship and even the relationship with my kids, I feel better um, than, than I did before starting all of this work, okay? And by the way, you can even find inner child meditations online to help you through the process if you want to. And and honestly, a therapist would be great, but there's therapists and then there's inner child coaches. So they're a little bit different and they each have their own process. So if you're interested in working on this, I'm not the person to work through it with. Although if you do work with me as a client, it absolutely helps to know this information so that we can move forward with nutrition and move forward with movement and fitness and move forward with some choices that you're making. But this is something that gets way deeper than what I do. And this absolutely is more of a a therapist um, kind of situation. Okay. I just wanted to tell you that. Now I want to touch on one more thing. If you are a parent, how are you being as a parent? Are you doing the same things to your kids that your parents did to you? And I got to tell you, this one hurts for me pretty bad. So this is something that um, as I've been going through my own inner child healing, I am seeing what I've done wrong. I'm seeing how I've, you know, done this to my kids. But um, instead of dwelling on it and instead of feeling guilt and horrible about it, all we can do is move forward. Okay. We can move forward with different actions and different intentions. So I can see how I have continued the cycle with my own kids. Um, But like I said, the great news is that I still have time. I mean, we all do. We all have time to make these different actions, take, you know, different um, beliefs. We can do this until we die. We have the opportunity to make different choices, make different actions, and turn our lives in the direction that we most desire. So here I'm jumping forward to the action task. I was starting to get a little choked up, so I'm going to move on. Um, Which core wound applies to you the most? Okay, so do you remember what they were? They were guilt, abandonment, trust, and neglect. Now, you may have one or two or three or all four of them, or maybe you don't feel like you do. I would disagree because <laughs> I think we all have it, you know, but but if you truly can't see that any of this applies to you, 
then either you're really blocked <laughs> um, or you have maybe already worked through this like unconsciously already and you are good. And I hope that's the truth. I hope that's the case for you. But if not, you know, try just finding a memory that you have and spend some time analyzing it to see how you think has played out in your adult life. Okay. So that's your action to action task. I want you to think about like which core wound, boy, I can't get that out. Which core wound do you feel, um, describes you the most? And then try to find the memory that you believe goes with that wound and see if you can figure it out and how it has played out in your adult life. Okay, so I hope that you found this interesting or helpful. Um, I also hope that you'll take it seriously and try to see how this can help you live a balanced, fit, and free life. Thank you so much for being here again today. I will catch you next week. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced, fit, and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.